Hello, welcome to SEI Talk Profor. Profor is a podcast run by the SEI Communication Division together with the Community Outreach Division that will be posted bi-monthly. Here, we will be talking about various topics that will accompany you during your journey in I3L. Now, before we begin, let us introduce ourselves. My name is Marcella Pangaduan from Food Science and Nutrition 2021. My name is Nicholas Adiputra Gunawan from Food Technology 2021. And my name is Cherry Tanadel from Food Technology 2021. In today's episode, we have Olivia Putri from Community Outreach Division as the host, and we have Josiah Shemuel from Bioinformatics 2021 as the guest speaker. They will be discussing an insightful topic about income inequality. Enjoy! Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Profor. My name is Olivia Putri from Biomedicine 2020 and today I'll be the host for our second episode. I'm here with our lovely guest. Yeah, my name is Josiah Shemuel. I'm from Bio- Bioinformatics 2021. It's nice to be here. Okay, we're very happy to have you here. So let's just start with our topic which is income inequality. This uh, is a thing that has been going on for quite a while now, and I'm sure us as students, we're also aware of this issue. Mm-hmm. So let's start with defining income inequality. Right. So defining income inequality is never an easy issue. But for me personally, I define income inequality as a state when wealth is not evenly distributed in a population. So say there's some of the rich people being... Um, stupendously rich and there's the poor people who doesn't have in the basic necessities for everyday living that's my definition at least i see so how would you um define the current situation that's going on uh, revolving income inequality let's just start with globally oh globally income inequality is very evident globally because um, a recent statistics that i read is that 10 percent of the world's rich richest people own over 50 percent of the world's total income And that is, for me, that is very interesting because um, 50% of the world's income is a lot of wealth to be accumulated in a certain group of people, whereas there's millions of people, for example, in Africa who is starving without the income necessary. I see. Then how about in our country? In our country, it's even worse, I think, because our country is ranked fourth as the world's most unequal country in terms of income because four of the wealthiest Indonesians has more money than 100 million of the lower class people. So uh, the distribution, as you can see, is very skewed here, where the top four people earn more money than uh, almost half the nation. And yeah, I guess that is an issue that we must combat in the coming years. I see. And we all know that um, during COVID, I think the situation regarding income inequality has kind of worsened. Mm-hmm. And do you have anything to say regarding this matter? Yeah, uh, so COVID has affected everyone, I think, as we all know. But most importantly, I think COVID has affected the poor people more than they do the rich people. For example, uh, with the poor people, um, their jobs require them to be um, at the place when working. For example, bricklayers have to be at the construction site, site to do their work, right? Whereas higher earning people can do work from home, can you know do conference meetings from Zoom and whatnot. So it is much easier for them to work from a remote place. And additionally, education for poor people, they do not have like the technology necessary to conduct online education. Whereas the rich people, they sort of can do these things, so they get easier access to education, whereas the poor people suffer a bit more, I suppose, 
in this context. Mm-hmm. I see. I actually do agree with your um, statement. Mm-hmm. And um, moving on, why do you think that income inequality happens, whether it's globally or nationally? Mm-hmm. That is a very deep topic, but one theory that I like is one by Daron Asimoglu, I believe, and in his book, Why Nations Fail. It refers to the institution of a country. So institution is like the foundation of a country where they make laws, they make policies, all based on those things. So there's two types of institutions. There's the, uh, there's the inclusive institution as well as an extractive in, uh, institution. With an inclusive institution, you sort of involve everyone in the policy making, in the economic activity, and everything in the country. Everyone gets equal rights, everyone gets equal opportunities and whatnot. Whereas in, ex- in an extractive one, um, power is sort of accumulated in a certain group of people, like a group, group of elites. This is most evident, for example, in North Korea, where their leader um, controls the country with the utmost power, and it's not distributed well. And yeah, I think uh, for income inequality to happen, a country must be extractive, wherein people who do not have power will not be dis- distributed power. So power is only reserved for a certain group of people, hence the gap between the rich and the poor, because the, the rich has more rights in a certain way in an extractive institution. I think that about, that's about it. Uh, that's the, of course, that's like a very rough summary of the whole thing, and that's my opinion on the matter, yeah. Okay, um, how about in Indonesia? Uh, in Indonesia, as we know, Indonesia has been colonized by the Dutch like for 250 years, by the Japanese uh, a couple of years more. And during those times, Indonesian people were extracted for their resource. So, for example, most known is like Kerja Rodi, and then there's also like um, people building traffic roads, sorry, being um, train tracks and whatnot without getting paid. Those are all hallmarks of like an extractive institution where the people don't get paid, but they have to work for a certain group of people who benefit most out of it. So yeah, during those times, it is very unequal, but over the years, I think Indonesia has improved greatly. We've sort of adopted a more liberal standpoint. Uh, we've um, given everyone equal rights. We've given everyone equal opportunities, although it can still be improved upon, obviously, because Indonesia remains to be a pretty unequal country today. Mm. Mm, I see. So what do you think about like the factors which may worsen the whole income inequality condition in maybe in Indonesia or in Mm -hmm. a country? Right, so factors that affect, obviously, different jobs pay different wages according to demand. If you're a politician, you're probably going to earn more than a bricklayer, right? Um, It all comes down to the demand for this specific job and the level of education it requires. There's also technological growth, for example, AI replacing um, ordinary people. I see the other day that farmers sometimes use AI nowadays to like collect their fruits as opposed to hiring people. Um, and then an important, uh, a very important and interesting one is gender inequality. Because male, I believe, male and female, given the same level of education, female is expected to earn 60% of what a male will earn at the same level of education. So yeah, it is pretty unequal, but that has been a very long-standing problem in our society today. And finally, I think people differ in terms of skill, like individual skills differ, and that contributes a lot as well to income inequality. Okay, so out of all of the factors that you have mentioned, which may worsen income inequality, which one do you think is most relevant to Indonesia like right now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, I think gender inequality is most relevant and most interesting as well, because as we know, 
um, Indonesia is still, in terms of gender equality, is still underdeveloped in certain ways, as opposed to, well, in comparison to like the more developed countries. We're still gender-wise, we're still very unequal in terms of income and whatnot. And yeah, um, another one is probably education because poor people don't really get enough access to education. So for instance, if you're poor and you have a kid, your kid will grow up without education and then they will continue on this cycle of being poor. And yeah, it persists. Whereas the rich people, they sort of get more access, easier access to education so they can uh, sort of preserve their wealth in a certain way. And this sort of widens the gap between the poor and the rich. I honestly couldn't agree more with you. Um, mm -hmm. As our times right now, we are changing continuously. And why do you think that it is so hard to solve like the, these problems related to income inequality? Why does it keep persisting in our society? Yeah, I think inequality is just built in uh, in terms of civilization. Like back in the days, kings probably earn way more than a million people, right? Like wealth is very much preserved to a certain group of people who are just very distinguished or just socially very high in the social hierarchy. Uh, but yeah, basically the saying, the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer. People with wealth have the means to accumulate wealth, whereas people without wealth do not have access to wealth in the first place. So yeah, I think that sort of is a problem um, because poor people cannot break the cycle and they continue on being poor, whereas rich people gets the means to further their wealth and hence you know, the, gen uh, the income inequality that we see today. Mm -hmm. I do agree. Okay, so now we have talked about the issues related to this topic and how about the solutions? Are there like anything that the, maybe the government or the society can possibly do to solve this issue? Um, I think the primary solution to income inequality is obviously some changes in governmental policies. For instance, the minimum wage could be increased to help the poor get, uh, get more money to at least have the bare necessities in life. And then earned income tax credit is also a very interesting one where certain groups of people will be, uh, will be unburdened by tax so they get to have more money to access education and whatnot. And yeah, better education investments obviously so that the poor can break the cycle, the vicious cycle of poverty are some of the actions that can be taken by the government I feel like. Whereas from a social standpoint, I believe we have to break the stigma of male performing better than females in the current society because um, gender inequality contributes a lot to income inequality. When female earn less than male, obviously you're going to have income inequality. Uh, but yeah, I think we've proven over the years that it is possible to achieve gender equality. We just need to sort of raise awareness regarding it. And the government needs to make changes for sure to battle income inequality. Okay, thank you so much. I think I had a really great discussion with you. So before we end this um, topic, do you have any concluding remarks? Right, so recently Indonesia has been categorized as a developed nation, right? But I think for us to actually be a developed nation uh, on par with European countries, with America, we need to first combat income inequality because everyone deserves um, the same rights, deserves the same voice, deserves the same. Um, access to education. So yeah, I think it is a really important topic for us to deal with. Okay, thank you so much for being here. I'm really happy to have you to discuss about this topic and I really do hope that the listeners enjoyed it as, as well. So see you in our next Buffer episode. Thank you for having me.